Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, you heard her at the Democratic National Convention. Lord knows how much gun violence continues to affect us all. And now we have another incident in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It just never stops. Um, We wanna hear from one whose son was a victim of gun violence several years ago. She speaks for him now. Um, She volunteers also with the Everytown Survivor Network and Moms Demand Action for Guns Since in America. Uh, We are honored to have with us, I'll make it plain today, Deandra Dykus. Thank you. Deandra, how are you? I am well. How about yourself? Okay, with all this going on, it's a lot happening. Yeah, a lot happening. Are you you still in Indianapolis? Yes, I am still in Indy. Mm -hmm. So, your son, DeAndre Knox, the the incident, your son was shot in 2014, is that? Yes, February 1st, 2014. 
And he was just at a party, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend was turning 15, Dre was 13, and his mom let him invite some people over. And um, apparently there was an altercation between two guys. The chaperones asked one of them to leave. And within two minutes, the home was shot up 22 times. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as a result, DeAndre is quadriplegic. Yes. Yeah. Dre caught a stray bullet to the back left of his skull. Um, I've, I've heard multiple stories. He was dancing. He was shielding someone. He was running. I may never know the truth of what he was doing, but he was an innocent bystander. And he laid on the ground for about 11 minutes before EMS arrived. Um, he went unconscious and had to be intubated at the scene thus leaving him with significant brain damage. So Dre is uh, a nonverbal quad as a result of multiple uh, strokes, seizures, which leads to traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. Did I read somewhere where the doctors suggested you pull the plug? Yeah, they told me day three, day five, day seven, day 30. But yeah, initially they told me he wouldn't live. And the exact words were, it's not about the quality of life that you want, but it's about the quality of life that Dre would want to live. So you should just let him go. Mm. Yeah. So what, what went through your mind as you were making that decision, DeAndre? The very first thing was, how did we get here? My son was never in this kind of trouble. The most trouble Dre had been in was um, talking too much in class. So with his behavior and being an honor student, uh, gifted and talented, I, I just didn't ever think a gunshot would be, you know, the disruption to our life. You know, I thought it'd be Dre just, you know, continue to talk too much in school. So the first thing was, how did we get here? And secondly was, I just need to give my son a chance to fight. You're telling me this in 24 hours, you know, he's 13, he's athletic, he's healthy. The biggest thing he had was allergies prior to the shooting. And so I just wanted to give Dre a chance to fight. And in the end, um, he began to be what they call titrated down off of life support to see if he would breathe on his own. And and Dre is nothing short of a miracle. Um, Mm -hmm. He began to breathe on his own by day five. um, And they looked at me and they were like, oh, my God. And then one day he started coughing. And I about lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, he's coughing. That was about day seven. And that's when they knew this boy wasn't going to give up. And so six years later, he's still in the fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, has there been in, any other improvement over these years? Or do you see, like, some gradual things happening still? Absolutely. So, you know, in the first year, we didn't see very much movement. Actually, in the first year, Dre we were told he would leave us multiple times over about the next year and a half. But by the end of getting towards year two, we started to see movement. He started um, moving his leg. He can kick it, not on command, but he shows us when he has energy, he'll kick his leg. He takes his fist and kind of scratches his scalp, wipes his nose. Um, So those are huge improvements because Dre was a vegetable when he came home. Um, After being in the hospital for 37 days, he just laid in my den and he didn't do anything. So over the years, we started seeing things. 
Um, and, and when you're in this space, you celebrate every moment. So when Dre was able to turn his head from left to right, we were amazed because yeah. otherwise he was just like a board. So we take coughing, sneezing, everything as a miracle, showing reactions. We didn't see a smile for seven months. So when we saw his first smile, we were like, wow, you know, so it's pretty amazing. So um, how does he communicate with you? Well, when we walk in, he will pump his fists, and I believe that's hello. Um, wow. Like I said, so saying things to Dre, sometimes we get a response, sometimes we don't. But we believe pumping the fist is high. Um, he does some head nods um, as well. And right now during COVID, um, we can't touch him. Dre's in a facility right now, so we can't touch him. So that's my biggest way of communicating is just loving on him and checking out his skin and, you know, wiping his eyes and his nose. And, but those are things I cannot do. So right now it's just, he pumps his fist like, mom, I know you're in the room with me. So that's interesting. So did you put him in a facility because of COVID to protect him? No, no. So he was put in a facility, um, the December 20 of 2017. Okay. It was just a decision I made with his care and going through some transitions in life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's, but I guess he probably is safer from COVID being in a facility. Yes. So we had thought about bringing him home when everything started shutting down because I was taking him out daily for treatments and um, they were like, no, just leave him in here through COVID. And then once this passes over, we'll see about transitioning him back home. The rest of your family, have you all remained healthy during COVID and everything? Everybody else okay? Absolutely. And I try to watch my movements so I can, you know, be mindful of going to visit him. Visits just reopened in July, so. That's good. That's good. Um, well, God bless him. Um, yeah. That is a miracle because, I, you know, I know from personal experience when the doctors say there's no hope and then, you know, that that's what happens. So how did it come about for you to speak at the uh, convention? Well, uh, from my understanding, someone from the DNC reached out to every town and that's kind of how the ball got rolling. And they told them that they wanted me to be their speaker. And I was amazed and shocked and had a why us moment, but you know, I, I, I just counted a privilege and an honor for, um, the story of an injured victim to be highlighted. I mean, gun violence on a whole to be highlighted at the convention is pretty amazing how it opened and it was so many of us involved in the process, but you don't hear a lot about what it looks like to live, to actually survive a gunshot wound. So it was great for DeAndre's story to be a part of that. Before Dre's incident, were you aware of the proliferation of gun violence in this country? Had you been attuned to it? Did, did you worry about him when he left home? I did worry. So in Indy, so Dre was shot February 1st, December, we had had, December 13th, we had hit our highest number of homicides ever in our state. I mean, in our city. So yes, at that point in time, I was worried. Again, Dre was 13, so he was just coming into being a teenager and hanging out with friends and stuff like that and true story every year i host a um brunch a, a new year's day brunch so at our brunch i made this big announcement 
family. I'm just so grateful that gun violence has not impacted our family. It's been so, you know, at a heightened rate in our city. And I'm just so grateful to God that nobody in our family has been shot, injured, or murdered. 30 days later, 30 days later, my 13-year-old was shot and critically wounded. Tell us about your work with every town and mom's demand. You volunteer with them. Tell us, tell us what you're up to and how involved you are. I, I am, I'm really involved. I've been with them nearly since the shooting. Uh, coincidentally, they had a convention in here while Dre was in the hospital um, after the initial gunshot wound. And to take a break from the hospital, me and my friend went down there and I ended up meeting different members from moms and somehow I got signed up to do something. <laughs> and someone from New York called and asked me, did I want to be involved in the survivor portion? And um, it kind of just went from there. And then I applied to be a fellow with every town, which means you're a survivor going around sharing your story. And I, I've done a lot of advocacy training and speaking at uh, the federal level as well as the local level in front of legislators do a lot of local organizing, involved with the Be Smart program here in our city as well. Yeah. Um, and do you feel that, that your voice is, is having an impact? Do you feel that the movement even is gaining ground in terms of addressing the epidemic? I, I, I say we have a pandemic, DeAndre, and a pistol-demic in this country. That, that is pistol-demic pandemic, you know. Won't even get into Absolutely. the epidemic, but you know, mm -hmm. do you feel that there's ground being gained? I do. I feel like with moms over the years, because I've been with them almost since they started, like we're making a lot of headway. You know, uh, Shannon Watts always says this is a marathon, not a sprint, and that's true. And so when our red shirts show up, they listen, they hear us, and we've been able to, you know, change the ballot in quite a, quite a, a lot of states slowly here in Indiana, which we know is a red state, but our voices and our movement is definitely being heard. And, and locally, I have a support group here um, called A Woman's Pain under my organization, uh, Purpose for My Pain. And what I've seen through that is just, you know, I feel like God has given me a special dose of resilience. And I'm, I've been able to pour that off onto other women who've been impacted by gun violence. And so seeing their strength and their tenacity you know, in the aftermath and the things that we've been able to do to support families have been pretty amazing. So your organization, A Woman's Pain, is that local in Indianapolis? Yes, it's local. So our organization is Purpose for My Pain. And then under that, we have grief support for women impacted called A Woman's Pain. And then we have grief support for siblings impacted called I Hurt Too. Um, it's a sibling support group, so. Wow. Um, you're able then to lend support to other mothers who have had to suffer through this. It amazes me when I talk to mothers like you, 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 you seem so strong and so normal. You know, I don't know what I would do if I was in your position. What, what's been your secret? How have you been able to go on with your life and function the way you have? Do you have a spiritual life? Yeah, I was about to say, absolutely, it's my faith, you know, my faith in God. And just, you know, when Dre was shot, I sat in that ICU waiting room and I said, God, you've got to show me purpose for so much pain. Had no idea I would ever start an organization. But I just remember, I said, God, you have to show me. And 
you know, opportunities like the DNC are amazing, but connecting with these women, God has shown me purpose for my pain. Will gun violence ever go away? Probably not. Do we want it reduced? Absolutely. And so just to be able to love on these mothers and and be a support to them, it has really showed me, you know, the guiding force behind the things that have happened. So absolutely, my faith has kept me sane. Am I like this every day? Absolutely not. And I, I shared this with the mothers yesterday. I said, I, I'm the only one in the group whose child has survived. And I said, I know my situation is not like yours, but I absolutely mourn who I wish Dre was. I absolutely <laughs> mourn who Dre used to be. And that is very difficult for me when my child can only eat through a tube, when he's nearly 20 years old and he has to wear diapers and he has to be rolled over. He can't, you can't say Dre roll over. We can't say Dre lift yourself up. He may try really, really hard some days. And then there's some days he just lays there and we don't know if he knows anything that we're saying. That's very difficult as a parent. So, but you know, every day I ask God for just another extension of grace to help us through this moment. And, and I pour that out onto others. You believe a Biden-Harris administration can make a difference when it comes to gun violence, Deandra? It is my hope. Biden and Harris both have stood up to the NRA. They have F ratings with the NRA, which means they don't accept their funding. Um, so my hope is that this ticket will make a difference. They're both gun sense um, electives with every town. And so, you know, that's a plus. So our hope is that this ticket, through, through their compassion. So a reporter asked me the other day, you know, what is the difference between Biden and Trump? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I've actually met Vice President Biden, and he, he definitely had a genuine heart of compassion. He also know what, he knows what it feels like to lose a child. You know, it wasn't by gun violence, but he has that personal connection in that realm and so our hope is that these two together will make a difference in enacting legislation that could save lives like universal background checks at the minimum we just want background checks on all gun sales yeah yeah no that's exactly what we need you feeling confident how do you feel about the election you feel confident they can they might be able to win i feel confident i feel like you know people have seen enough rhetoric they've seen division They've seen hate, you know, from this current administration. So I absolutely believe that anybody that has a heart that wants to see change, they need to vote Biden, uh, Biden Harris 2020. I noticed you hesitate a little. I guess it's because, like me, you're worried about some of the funny business. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's exactly what popped in my mind was our previous conversation, just simply about mail. Uh, but you know what? Honestly, I think Trump will do whatever he can to win the seat again. So we need to be on our P's and Q's during this election. We need to make sure that we are telling people to get out and vote. Take your take your lawn chairs, your bottle of water, and maybe even a lunch pill and sit out there and sit in line and get, let your voice be heard. It, it's not always about gracing podiums like the DNC or the many opportunities that I've had. Get out there and vote and voice, and that is your voice. Yeah, yeah. Like Michelle Obama said, put on comfortable shoes. Yes. Pack a lunch or maybe even a breakfast. Yes. Get <laughs> out there all night, you know? Absolutely. And I've had senior citizens. My grandmother, she'll be 80 on Wednesday, and she said, if I have to, I'm standing in line. That's right. I, and I've heard that from multiple seniors. They've seen the struggle in this, and they, they don't want Trump. Yeah. They don't want another four years of this. Can't afford it. 
No, have, cannot afford have, have you ever wondered why the other side is always pushing guns? Have you ever thought about that and, and wondered what's really behind that in, in, in your own thoughts? I have. Um, I don't think they think it could ever happen to them. And, you know, I've received some some nasty responses since I've spoke at the DNC and a few times over the years. And they think they're exempt from this pain. They think they're exempt from this pain. And secondly, we know that there's money behind a lot. You know, there's money behind a lot of this. The NRA funds their campaigns. And, and right. so they have to do as told. Right. Yeah. So but. some of my friends who like you, who've had the same tragedy, have run mm-hmm. for office. Lucy McBad. Mm-hmm. Sabrina She's a mentor of mine. Really? Sabrina yeah. almost won her race in Florida. Yeah. And this importance of voting, folks, because the more people that come out, Sabrina would have won. It was that, it was razor thin. But Absolutely. What about DeAndre Dykus? Have you thought about running for office? I've absolutely considered it, and we'll see what happens in 2022. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at something local, or are you thinking about and for president, or what do you? Definitely not president, but you know, (laughs) when my brother found out I was speaking for the DNC, he was like, sis, you got to take this all the way. And that meant a lot coming from my older brother, who is um, someone I look up to. And he said, sis, you got to take this all the way. And I was like, well, if my brother said it, and my brother gets behind me as my campaign manager, I think we can go far with this. So I might set my, you know, my eyes on something higher than just a local office. And this is a moment, quite frankly, for black women, too. Are you are you proud to see a black woman on the ticket? Oh, my God. I mean, tears rolled down my eyes. Like, I think I was on a call with the DNC when uh, it popped up on my phone. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. (laughs) He picked, you know, Kamala. And yeah, it's amazing. It's like when Lucy won. I literally sat on the edge of my bed and cried because. I joined Every Town with Lucy in 2014. And so seeing her fight over the years was just amazing. Like she set a goal and she obtained it. And then I was there when she presented the bill for universal background checks. I was actually there at the, at the, um, in DC and it, it, and it was just, it was just moving to see that. And so, you know, why, why not me? Why not me? It's, it's just amazing to see the Stacey Abrams of the country and different ones. It's just, yeah, it's very motivating. Well, when you make your decision, let us know so we I can support will. you. I know I definitely I will. will. And uh, God bless Dre Thank you. And, and your dedication to him. And it takes a lot of courage to, to stand the way you stood and maintain that level of dedication. I know what happens when the doctors put that kind of pressure on you, Um, but God knows best. That's right. You know, um, but, but you are an example When people going through things. You call my time. I'm going through this. They said, well, no, you ain't really going through what people like DeAndre have been through. And when that happens, we have another conversation, but you gotta, if she has the strength to stand. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, sometimes you all as women, especially as mothers, are stronger than, than us men. And I guess have to be. That's not always fair. Right. That's true. 
Um, That's very true. I'd have to I'd have to come to you for advice on the strengths, and I'm a minister. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? It's 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 tough. So I really admire you, DeAndre. I never knew my own strength. I'm going to tell you that. If someone would have told me I would have withstood this, mm. I, I would have said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, I, I did not know my own strength. And that's why I just, you know, I just give all thanks to God for being able to keep my head up and to get out of bed every day. It is very difficult. It's difficult not having my child in my home. That's a, that's a, the decision of putting Dre in a facility was just as, heartbreaking is getting the news that he had been shot in the head and what people have to realize in the aftermath of gun violence there is a mental toll that is taken on those hundred at least a hundred people that are attached to that shooting Mm. and so part of my decision was my at the time Drake's brother was nine years old and watching him grow up changing he helped me change diapers he helped me roll Dre over he helped me bathe Dre from head to toe And it started to take a mental toll on my baby. And so there was a decision that had to be made, you know, with that. And that's tough. That's almost like choosing between your children, you know? So it's, 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 it's difficult. And so I really want people to remember that injured lives do matter. And there is, there's a journey that comes with surviving a bullet. Deandra Dykus folks, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more, from her and we look forward to it and we all should be there to support her thank you for thank your, you very much thank you for your example okay absolutely thank you very much for elevating this platform of gun violence absolutely we must we must thank you god you are our refuge send our ancestors to guard our doors cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.